you know, guys, I hope we're friends until we die. And then I hope we're ghost friends after we die so we can walk through walls and scare the crap out of people. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 176 for the week of Wednesday, the 8th of July, 2015. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Adam. And John. This episode is brought to you by Bam Kapow and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the card captor Sakura Sakura Kinomoto, the McFarlane Toys Assassin's Creed Ezio, and the Play Arts Kai Star Wars Darth Vader action figure. Your adventures of Harry Potter continue in the slime chamber. Imagine, Malfoy has trapped Harry. I've got you now, Potter. Guess again. Now, Ron. The slime chamber will take care of you. Ah, I've been slime. Try my red slime. Ah. Lumos. Slime is more powerful in the dark, Malfoy. Next time, the slime chamber will get you. Slime chamber playset with glow-in-the-dark slime gel. You put it together, figure it out separately with colored slime. Hey, everybody. How are you? Spiffing. Well. <laughs> uh, Adam, now I have to start with you because you're the only, as far as I know, the only member of the podcast that had surgery since the last time that we spoke to them. Yeah. Um, so how how did the ankle uh, amputations or whatever they were go, and how are you? It went well. So I've had my ankle cleaned out. Um, I have, well, I've still got dressings on. I've got a moon boot to wear for another three and a bit weeks. I'm um, on crutches at the moment, but I'm learning to walk again in a moon boot, which is not too hard. Um, it's just a matter of it tires me out, as does hopping around the house. Um, so, yeah, it's all going well. Foot's almost back down to its normal size, which is good. Um, and, yeah, I, I have excellent painkillers. So if I start falling asleep during the show, you'll probably find out. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll um, send you little... Uh, sounds on Skype to try and keep you awake. Excellent. Yeah. And, um, John, I don't believe that you've had surgery, but I believe you might have been doing some surgery on your backyard. Yeah. Um, last weekend I was supposed to be here and you guys carried on without me. And I appreciate that. Uh, my neighbors, uh, had a tree that fell over. We had some real bad storms last weekend, took out a part of my fence. So I, uh, I spent the last, Oh, I don't know, day and a half kind of working on that and putting a new section of fence up because it actually broke off one of the posts. Oh, no. So, yeah, it was in concrete and that turned out to be a lot more difficult than planned. <sighs> I, I've replaced fence sections before, but normally I've had a solid post to work with. So the post section was something I haven't had to deal with. It only took five trips to the hardware store to get it done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounds like um any of my handyman efforts it's usually like oh dang it i don't have the bing bong screw or whatever it is i need well one of them was to go buy a sledgehammer <laughs> and uh was that for anger management of, or for no i was trying to put this spike down in the middle of the post to secure a new post to and um it wasn't going anywhere so i thought well i'll get a bigger hammer mm. and then and then i bent it like with the sledgehammer so that Did you try asking anyone to be your sledgehammer first? No. no. <laughs> uh, so no. is your fence part of your dog proofing? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's it's not like you know, people that don't have dogs, like, you know, f- fence not working or yard not secure is totally different to dog owners. Like, ah. Well, yeah, because we, we just let ours out. You know, we just open the back door and let them run. Yeah. 
you know, when they got to go. So, yeah. yeah, having a big gaping hole in the, <laughs> in the fence is kind of an issue for Not us. Not ideal. No, we had some some visqueen up over it uh, to kind of keep it closed for a couple of days until I could get in there and fix it. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's all it's all done now, so. Oh, good. I'm glad life, life is good. Um, yeah, the neighbors felt real bad. They're like, well, we talked to our insurance company and they won't pay for it. Oh. So their tree falls on my fence, breaks my fence, but I have to pay for it. So, hmm. what? Yeah, they said it was an act of God, and uh, oh, what they what I was reading online is basically if that happens, you you cut the tree at the uh, property line. Yeah, <laughs> and um, whatever's on your property is your responsibility. Awesome. Yeah, and they well, felt bad about it. I'm like, you know what? I priced it out. It was like a hundred dollars in materials, and I was like, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, <clears throat> I'm glad that um, it's not like a huge financial burden for you. Well, the the guy next door, he he had a part of his lung removed like a year ago, year and a half ago. So, I, you know, I just kind of feel bad for him. He's always outside walking with his oxygen and stuff. And, mm. I, you know, I, I have I feel bad for him to begin with. And they, they actually paid somebody to remove the tree. So I was good with that. Mm. Mm. Um, I had a... Earlier this year, somebody backed into my car in the um, shopping center and <clears throat> left me a note saying, really sorry, um, you know, we can do it in insurance, or if you can find out how much it costs, just um, give me a, a a quote and I'll work out whether I want to do it through insurance to pay for it. And I'm like, yeah, fine. So, look, I travel a lot for work. I'm actually not luck, so it might take me a couple of weeks to get it sorted and it was just like a little it, it was not actually a big deal um and then before i could do anything about it i actually um scraped the whole left side of my car um because i'd been in uh, it was like on a sunday and i do the grocery shopping right like i so i you know get everyone organized make the list make the menu go and do the grocery shopping and then i got home and it was like oh did you get so-and-so no, you didn't ask me to do that. Oh, well, we really need it. Okay, so I went back. And then about an hour after I got home again, it was like, oh, did you get so-and-so? <clears throat> no, because it wasn't on the list. Remember when I was exactly everyone to pay attention to the <gasps> list? And so I might have been on the third trip back to the same supermarket a tiny little bit annoyed. Um, and I, on the way left turn into the um, – underground parking i might have taken the turn a little bit too close and scraped the whole side of my car on the railing so point of the story being then i'd totally forgotten about that guy because i have to get it fixed on my insurance obviously and then he was like oh did anything happen and i'm like hey you're off the hook <laughs> I, I wrecked my i wrecked it myself so let's get it all done at once so don't worry about it <laughs> you should just send him the bill for that well yeah i mean I, people would try that on wouldn't they I think you'd be uh, like, yeah. what? Here, here they would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there'd be a significant different cost from his little um, dink to my scrape. So. Yeah, just send him a picture and go, okay, this is what I sent to my. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. It was like delayed reaction um, to <laughs> your um, <laughs> to your to your. Um, uh, sorry, I just got totally distracted because my wife, uh, who doesn't play games, but is really, really good at one game that none of the rest of us are good at, just texted me to tell me her new high score. Uh-huh. She's like the biggest bragger ever. I'm going to leave this in the podcast just as a record of how, what a, uh, 
ungracious. Braggit. Pardon? Braggart. Yeah, ungracious winner. You, you, she is Mrs. Scotty. Anyway, I think what, that all. What was the score? Uh, 21,469. Sounds good. Yeah, my high score in this game is like 5,000 something. Um, and it's called 1010. It's a, like, it's, it's kind of a Tetrisy thing, but, um, <laughs> it's really addictive. But the eldest, our eldest two is incredibly competitive, has actually given up on the game in frustration of not being able to get anywhere near close to her mother's score. She's like, oh, that's a dumb game. I'm not playing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when when I was young, my dad used to stay awake at night until he could beat my Space Invaders score. Oh my gosh! <gasps> yeah, that is so funny. True story. Yeah, you know what's really funny about this is that you know, like I I always have a device on the go. I've got my laptop, my phone, or something, and um, I you know I get in trouble for like oh you're on your computer or whatever. But I could actually like have a conversation and pay attention or whatever. And when she's playing this game, like one of the children's limbs could fall off, and I really don't think she would notice. So it's just like hilarious. It's so funny. Anyway, I think that all counts as the how I am. That's how I am. <laughs> Excellent. I am great. And um, we have to do a show. We expect score updates next week, too. Okay, no worries. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. She's got a lot of patience. Like, it's a really. Um, it's a real strategy kind of game where you have to kind of think ahead and whatever, and you can play for a really long time and not do particularly well. So um, that it is actually pretty amazing. But it's just hilarious the way that she's like, ta-ta-da-da, about <laughs> her little achievements. Anyway, I love you, Mrs. Scotty. Hey, let's um get back to Toyland and let's do some articulated news. Yes. Okay. Okay. Armor up, Iron Man! Engage interlock mechanics! Armor up, War Machine! That's Critical B! Attach from battle computer module! My brain blast will make scrap metal of you! Not in this lifetime, Modoc! With my rings, I rule the land and sea! Just undersea dome! I'm here to make wave, Mandarin! Iron Man, War Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. It's not all the news. It's the news that caught our eye uh, and that we felt was noteworthy, um, either because it's awesome or because it's weird or maybe both. And uh, if you don't know, we have a subreddit um, at afbpodcast.reddit.com where you can add links to news that you would like us to cover or comment on the news that we're planning on covering or vote up and down the stories that you are most interested in. Um, and that helps us know what is most important because, as I said, we, we can't cover all of the Troy news in a week usually. Um, so it helps us know what is most important for us to add in. But also it helps us know news that perhaps is important in some of the lines that we're not quite as on top of. So we thank you for participating. Um, now, I just have one thing to say right now. Sideshow Jawas! They're making Jawas! I'm so excited. Six-scale Jawa figure set from Sideshow. No one else is excited? No, it's cool. Oh, man. It's cool. They look good. I know. I love Jawas, and I like they, they look so cool, and... Uh, and I cannot wait to have them. Um, and they have light-up eyes. Whee! That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So I wonder what their faces look like. I know. 
<sighs> I just want to take the robes off. Not in a oh. sexual way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I just got one for Halloween once. Oh, really? When I was younger. Yeah. Did you have Did your eyes glow? <laughs> no, I just had like a little domino mask thing. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see like the, this is a set of two and it, it looks like they're actually two different bodies. Like they're, they're not the same height. Um, so it actually says two different size articulated bodies, um, different size robes, you know, et cetera. So, um, I think that's really cool because, you know, it would have been pretty, and uh, you know, I wouldn't actually have blinked really if it was just two of the same with accessory options. So the fact that they've actually gone to an effort to make them look different, um, I think is great. Um, this is going to set you back 219 us plus shipping. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited about them. I think that, um, it's going to be uh, fun. Now, what I can't tell from this is it says that this is exclusive, but I don't think that there is a, is there an exclusive piece or it's just exclusive to sideshow? Uh, I'm thinking it's just exclusive to yeah, sideshow, but I think that's what they mean. Like it's their, it's their thing. So it's exclusive. There's not actually, but I mean, sometimes there's, their stuff does actually come with an exclusive, but I don't think that this does. I think it's just exclusive, but anyway, that's cool. I can't wait. Um, if you're a six scale army builder, then yeah, very exciting, but I'll, I'll be happy with my set of two. Thank you very much. And yeah, they're oh, cool. I yeah. like those. Yeah, me too. Well, I've got my, um, you know, little modest six scale star Wars collection sitting here on the desk with Darth Vader and, um, R2D2 and Stormtrooper. And I've got Yoda and then the hot toys, Luke as well. Um, the reason they're sitting here is because, Someday I'm going to put shelves up above this desk and that's where they're going to go. But don't hold your breath. I like how the bottom of the robes are frayed. That makes yeah. up for any dirt or anything that's missing. I think. I'm not going to complain about that. Well, I, for sure. I mean, so there's an element of aging in there, yeah. which, as we know, is incredibly important to John. It's like, you know, it's got the toys had to be vintage and things that are meant to be mm -hmm. old have to look old. Right? I look old, so it should too. Yeah. Do are you... Are, do you look dirty? Well, I did after putting up the fence oh, the other day. True. There you go. Yeah. Um, so some, something sideshow that I am ordering to something that I am not ordering, but that still looks cool. Uh, we've got a couple of Terminator announcements, and the first is the Terminator life-size bust. Um, and this is the uh, endoskeleton bit, not the Arnie bit. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and it's got a lot of pies. <laughs> so great segue from the Jawas. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, it says it has an articulated head, but I mean, it doesn't look like the mouth opens more than about an eighth of an inch. Mm -mm. Is it the jaw yeah. that's articulated? I guess. I'm, yeah. Or does it just move? Maybe it rotates. <laughs> was that was that um squeaking noise we're hearing? Is that the the noise its jaw makes when it opens? No, yeah. that was Beck's door. Oh, nice, Mrs. Adam. Yeah. So we got, well, there you go. So all we need now is for Mrs. John to interject into the podcast somehow, and it'll be a complete set. Yep. Um, yeah. It, it would probably be snoring, but ooh, oh. did I say that? Awkward. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Um, so, hey, back to toys. The 
uh, yeah, this is going to set you back um, 900 US plus shipping. Cool. So um, start saving or um, working out how to live with one kidney now. Just I out of interest. Seen... Oh, okay, John. Go ahead, Dan. Have they actually changed over time the the way that the neck is supported on a on a T eight hundred? I think they have a little. Because like bit. I don't remember the like those big um big struts coming out from the side before. Yeah, I don't either. And you'd have to have like one hell of a neck to fit that in, like bigger than I, Arnold. I, I think even the like the vertebrae structure is different on this one maybe than some of the ones that I've seen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and still a sideshow. And still with uh, Terminator, but heading over to the Hot Toys side, we have the T-800 Guardian 6-scale figure. And this is um, Arnie in, from the new movie mm-hmm. um, with great head sculpts. Like, you know, so, so good. Uh, it's got two head sculpts, one damaged, like a, a normal one and a damaged one. I think the damaged one really looks good. Um, sunglasses, etc. So if you're a, a fan and you want the um, version from the latest movie, you'll be very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it looks like him. That's what I'll say. No, oh, it absolutely does for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still with Hot Toys, uh, one of the I guess traditions of the um, comic convention season over the last few years has been um, exclusive uh, Iron Man uh, items from Hot Toys. And uh, when they talk about their Toy Fair exclusive, they, um, you know, it, it, it ends up being available on the website ultimately as well, but goes for a lot of money. And this year's is the Iron Man 3. Mark 24 tank. So this is another um, house party protocol armor, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. another boredom moment. Yeah. More. I kind of I like the armor itself, but the head is weird on this one to me. Yeah. Kind of looks like Deadpool-y kind of head, but not quite. Deadpool-y. <laughs> oh, and he's kind of got a phallic energy blast for his chest. Who doesn't? He has an energy blast for his test. Yeah. Um, the other, the other thing that's interesting too is that, um, they're introducing some mini collectible figures. I don't know how big they are, but there's a, um, a Mark 9? Is IX, IX9? Yeah. Yeah. 9 and, and 20, 27. 27 mini collectible figures, um, that come with little flight stands, etc. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do like that Hot Toys is, um, doing, like, experimenting with some different SKUs. Um, you know, we've got the, those artist, um, series, uh, kind of deformed ones that are a cheaper price point and, you know, these as well. And I think that's very clever, um, because obviously there is a, there's a market for people that would, you know, buy, um, Hot Toys stuff but not at the six scale price point. Do you, do you think you can take that whole peg off the base though? That the little minifigures go on? I would assume so. Otherwise it would be pretty funky. 
because when they show the picture of the base, it's got like the two minifigure stands and then the yeah. regular one in the middle. Yeah. Because I would think that not everybody would want to display those. No. No. I think it's a bit weird um, having them together. Um, but anyway, you know, I can see a whole uh, other, you know, kind of mega line at those those minifigures, um, which to me I could see myself. I mean, I'm not going to buy them, but I could see myself collecting all of those a lot more than I could see myself collecting all the six. I just don't know how people that are buying them all can afford them, store them, and display them. I hear cocaine dealing is a lucrative business. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Sure. You know what they need to make? They need to make like little porcelain precious moments, Iron Man armor. <laughs> That you could collect in all the numbers. They need to do it in crystal, like they would have done in like the the early eighties or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. You could put right next to your crystal Snoopy collection. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I'm gonna go into some other news because that is just too weird. Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of weird, well, I think anyway. My last bit of news: um, goodbye sideshow, goodbye hot choice, hello Kotobukiya. Um, the Marvel um, one tenth scale artifacts line is very modern Marvel, Marvel Now focused, um, which hasn't really been my cup of tea. Um, but the X-Men line in particular, um, are like the really modern, um, costumes, etc. And the latest is Magneto. So we've seen a Cyclops that in a version that I would never want a statue of, an Emma Frost in a version I would never want a statue of. And now you can have a Magneto that goes right with him just because it just, you know, to me, it looks nothing like Magneto, but there you go. Well, where's the red? Yeah. I mean, it is what he's wearing, well, what he was wearing before the all-new, all-different Marvel Universe. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I, I just think it, I don't know, it's a bit um, weird choices because I feel like all the designs that they've chosen for the X-Men characters are pretty temporary. I don't feel like any of them are going to become classic looks and uh, anyway but there you go well speaking of classic looks hmm. our good friend eddie probably isn't here because he's playing batman arkham knight uh, at least that's 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 what i'm telling people okay. <laughs> he's actually playing mr collins which is even just, weirder uh, t- excuse me it depends on your um education frankly <sighs> Oh, no one wants to be Mr. Collins. <gasps> it's like they say, if you can if you can be anything, be Batman. <laughs> For sure. And um, let's see who Prime One Studios is coming out with a statue. It is pre-ordered. It is $900. And it's, it's wait for it. It's not studio scale. It's not quarter scale. It's one third scale. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's a third scale. I'll fit it right in with all my other one third um, statues. So this is Batman. Is he is an Arkham Knight and he's standing on a mm, gargoyle type base with a little cute little gargoyle sculpted into the side of it. Um, he's in kind of his gray and black. I kind of like the outfit. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the outfit. He's got some big clunky boots on, but um, as popular very, as this franchise is, I just cannot understand how there can possibly be a market for all these Arkham Knight 
products. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is the last one, right? Yeah. So they're probably pulling all the stops out to. Yeah, I kind of get it though, because you're going to get regular comic fans, but then you're also going to get um, video game fans and and whatever else. But there's just so much. Yeah, like there's. A, I, I don't you, know. You've got a wider audience than just comic book fans, and how much stuff do we get that's just comic book, right? I mean, we've got the the Marvel now Magneto. <laughs> You know, I'm I, I'm more impressed by this though than I am by say some of the new movie stuff I'm seeing. Oh god, yeah. You know, I mean, this looks really detailed, and the only thing I don't like is that the black's all very shiny. I don't know. I haven't played the game, so I don't know if that's true. Ed, you'll have to write in and tell us. But uh, I mean, the the black stuff is just really super glossy, and the gray's kind of more of a matte. So I'm, it looks well detailed. I'm I'm impressed. I mean, nine hundred dollars. I'm not going to be running out to get this but um good looking stuff i love the belt the belt looks like it has all sorts of gadgets on it so one third scale means it's 34 inches tall yep but that's with the base so he's probably closer to uh, base is probably what oh six inches you forgot to mention it comes with detachable gargoyles oh they're detachable sweet In an interchangeable palm for holding the bat claw. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a bat claw is. The grapnel. The claw. Oh, yeah. The claw. The claw. Cool. No, good stuff. Good stuff. And, you know, we got to move on because uh, we got another uh, statue related item here, and it's from Tweeterhead, our good buddies. And this is Beastman um, from Masters of the Universe, not Beastman's, the 80s movie. Oh, that's Beastmaster. Never mind. Anyway, um, so if you ever wanted an orange bust, this is like a traditional bust, no arms, a chest up version of Beastman snarling. Uh, This is it. And he's on an odd choice of a base because it's like a red explosion-y translucent thing. Didn't they do – I can't remember who did the – there was a Beastman bust – Oh, it was probably a legendary boss or something last year. I have a feeling. Yeah, the, I I think you're right. This these are um, mini busts, really. Like yeah. They're, they're, so they're quite um, uh, that small, but also reasonably priced. Like this is just over a hundred, and the um, that they've done a Shira one, a Teela one, etc. That are under a hundred. Um, so you know, it's a different kind of um price point. Um. I, I, I'm not a fan of armless busts. That's my... I know that I know that technically a bust doesn't have arms, but the, the mini bust as I've come to know it, I like a lot better with arms. Yeah, fair enough. But hey. You know, I, I was looking at the payments on this. It's $109, and you can get a payment plan where it's only $55 a month. And it's not out till October, December. So why couldn't they have spread that over like four months and made it like twenty five or something? I think they right? have a they have a limit of how small I, their payments get. I guess. I guess. But, yeah, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on to something I was excited for, even though I'm probably not going to order it. Um, there is a six scale figure coming from ZC World. You know those famous people. And this one is the classic comedy character, Mr. Bean, played by Rowan Atkinson. And um, 
this is the deluxe version of figures set you back 258 bucks but um it's essentially two figures ah so you're getting two full bodies two outfits three heads um a teddy a, a plethora yeah and teddies in there and a rubber ducky and balloons and an armchair so um you get mr bean in his classic uh costume is you know suit sport coat thing and his pajamas and he has little slippers and everything so um you know what this is missing is a six scale turkey to put over his head (laughs) do you hear me like that yeah yeah you're right you're right we should really write a letter i reckon I, I can see there's going to be customs. I, I love that it says he includes um, his suitcase and digital calculator watch. <laughs> um, the, the three head sculpts are smiling, surprised, are surprising, and giggly. So, surprising? Mm, translation. Yeah. Um, I think that's the one where he's surprising people, you know, where he kind of sneaks <laughs> up on them. And... That's actually, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I mean, the head sculpts are, are dead on for that character. I mean, I don't think they're perfect Rowan Atkinson, but I think they captured um, his, you know, just demeanor of the character yeah, yeah. Um, really well. Yeah. They're awesome. I mean, it's just an awesome figure. And you get an armchair. I mean, so he doesn't have to be standing up. You can put him, you know, on his armchair with his rubber duck and, and Teddy. So. So that's ZC World. Yeah. I've never heard of them before. Good stuff. Like I said, for 258 bucks, and you're getting basically two figures out of the deal. I, I don't think that's all that unreasonable. Oh. And moving on to something that I'm sure some of us out there, I, I've heard a lot of good things about this show, um, and that's iZombie. And our friends at Diamond Select are coming out with a Diamond Select version of the main character, who is Liv Moore. Yeah. And what kind of got me was the accessories because she comes with um, chopsticks and one of those little um, medical plates with brains in it. So I, I assume she eats her brains with chopsticks Have in you a seen lead pipe. Show? No. I, I haven't yet. No, but, I haven't. I've heard um, lots of good things about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I've heard good things too. So, Well, wow, um, that's really, um, like, uh, really nicely sculpted when i first glanced at it i thought it was fabric costume um you know like it's really nicely done yeah i mean even the articulation looks you know well hidden for that size figure because we normally don't see these type of female plain non-superhero figures from them so this one looks looks pretty good kind of a, a civilian figure for them and it you know it's the normal diamond select price so it's listed here for 23 bucks yeah, it's not bad so if you're a fan of that show i think you know that would be a great uh great little addition to your collection i'm sure quite an unusual um product for them like because you know they don't license a lot of uh tv do they no it's kind of a different one yeah. And I mean, it's not even mainstream TV. It's, uh, you know, uh, CW stuff. Mm-hmm. But speaking of unusual, <laughs> the friends at uh, Lionel Trains, um, I know you're saying who, uh, they manufacture, you know, trains. They are coming out with um, Justice League collectible two packs of, of boxcars. So you can get... Uh, 
Batman, what is it? Batman Flash and Superman Green Lantern. Uh, two packs. And they are 169 each. Wow. Now, it I says they. That <laughs> yeah, it says they have uh, a Batman subway set coming as well um, with a Batman Arkham Asylum inmates in the battle. So, and it looks like uh, that one has, is powered. So, you know, your subway, you can put it on regular track and it'll, it'll run and it's going to be, it's going to set you back $369. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, is that a lot for a Lionel train? I have no idea. I I don't think it is. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a powered thing, right? Like it's got a, uh, the box cars wouldn't be. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, if it's, and I think this is true, Lionel, whatever it is, is it O gauge? I think train people don't hate me. This this is the bigger scale. <laughs> They'll get mail. Well, send it to Plan Banter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lionel does the bigger trains. They they don't do the little tiny trains. So you know each of these cars is probably eight to ten inches long, somewhere in that range. So you know they're not they're not action figure size, but they're not. Um, you know, H O or Z or something where you could fit a whole car in your your hand, you know, the palm of your hand. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the the bigger ones. I had some Lionel trains. Mm. Actually, I still do. So um, yeah. these are cool, but I'm not that you know that hyped about them. But to, to go get them, I reckon if you were a train collector, like if you did if you did model trains, and you were a fan of these properties, then that could be cool. I've got oh, a mate, yeah. I've got a mate who's like has got the whole you know um like train track thing set up that sort of thing and you know I mean I don't think he'd buy these cuz he's not really a superhero person but yeah it's it's cool I wish they showed the uh the subway ones we we don't have a picture of those but the the subway ones I think would be yeah. would be kind of cool because uh you know you could build a subway station basically you know and, have a battle raging around it, that kind of thing. That would be cool. If you really, yeah. really wanted to. Yeah. That's the one I kind of, I can kind of get at, like if I was going to get into either one of them. Because just those box cars, like I, I doubt that there's a box car that's done up like that in real life. So um, being that it's, that's generally what the, the enthusiasts, from my understanding, get into is more realistic settings. If you're going to do the, the other one, clearly it's not realistic, but it gives you at least a theme to build around. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah. with with subways, they decorate them, you know, based on films and stuff. So, okay, um, you you might see that, and even the box cars. Normally, the people that would collect this kind of box car collect train cars. You know, they they okay. probably wouldn't wouldn't ever run these on or yeah. on the line. They they would have them kind of on display, but not not you know. What worries me is that that where train collectors were twenty years ago is maybe where action figure collectors are today, and you know. Or are we going to be this in 20 years? I don't know. We'll get a blank action figure with, like, Batman logos and Superman logos plastered all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Awesome. I, I, yeah, no, I don't think so. It'd be, like, random Dave wearing Batman pajamas. <laughs> I'd buy that. And Steve in a Superman pair of <laughs> underpants. <laughs> Did you guys see Underoos are coming back for adult sizes? Yes. Uh, I don't think so, no. I wore my Aquaman Underoos to death. I remember I had Boba Fett. 
I love Boba Fett. Oh, they were the best thing ever. Anyway, speaking of Batman under ears, Adam? Yes. So we have the um, dubious news that <clears throat> Mattel will be releasing six-inch action figures of uh, DC property once again. What? This time it's a a Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice two-pack. Um, it's disturbing. So this is clearly based on the new upcoming movie. Uh, they come with a a Batman-Superman logo, uh, which is probably the only reason that I would ever consider getting this set. They come in a display box. There's a couple of Batarangs. There's a Henry Cavill apparently-based Superman and an apparently Ben Affleck-based Batman. Um, the figures look actually like they've got reasonable articulation. They just look terrible. Partly it's the costumes and partly it's the head sculpts. But, um, well, I, yeah. I can tell you if that's the actual bat logo they're using in the film, I am really not digging that. I don't like, I mean, we haven't seen a really great um, shot of Batfleck, but I don't feel like this is particularly accurate from what from what we've seen um because it's you know he's got more of the dark nighty helmet thing happening from what i've seen so i feel like this is um just yeah i mean it's just it's just bad anyway i don't actually think the superman's terrible i don't think the yeah it's it is it it is what it is um but i don't think that the head sculpt could be worse as you know as as they go um but I think that Batman just looks like a big. It looks like a craft project. It does not yeah. look like you know something that. I mean the 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 execution of the fabric cape. I mean I want to say yay fabric capes. I don't mind them. Um, but that that Batman one looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He he looks like he's painted primer gray. <laughs> well, that's what's missing. Is there is there like um. They look like gray, shiny plastic, like they need a wash or something on them. Hmm. Both figures do, really. Yeah. Terrible. Yep. However, I do have to say that when we uh, looked at the last, um, what were those uh, other DC exclusives from Mattel for San Diego? There's some weird. Oh, they're like Thomas the Tank Engine ones, right? And um, I did say this. That'll probably be it for DC Mattel at San Diego. But these are San Diego exclusives, so I take that back. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think today's San Diego exclusives. Tomorrow, tomorrow's peg warmers is what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So if you've got thirty dollars yeah. to waste, um, find something else to spend it on. That Batman looks uh, so, like so homemade. Uh, it just looks awful. Mm. Like the eyes look like Gertie, you know, had a coordinated day and and got the eyes right, but they still look awful. It it looks like someone's like you know you'd see on a custom board and you go, hey mate, great first effort, like really, you know, good job, <laughs> keep keep trying, um, and yeah, maybe a bit more kind of uh, attention to detail, and yeah, you'll get there. Well, the Batman almost looks like they cut the head and neck and <laughs> off terrible. of a like a like an eighty nine Batman figure or something and popped it on like a comic body. Or anyway, as we move along, uh, for more SDCC 
SDCC, yes, that's correct. Um, exclusive news related to Batman and Superman. We have Lego announcing a an exclusive Batmobile. Uh, this ha- comes with a Batman minifig inspired by the movie, which means that he doesn't have a black T-piece for his legs and waist. Um, he comes with, it looks like a Batarang. It could be handcuffs. It's hard to tell. Uh, and a Batmobile to go with it. And the set will cost you $30 US. Thoughts on this one, gentlemen? Mm, I mean, I love Lego Batman, but yeah. I tell you what, I saw the when I saw the footage of the new Batmobile, I was not impressed. <laughs> it was your tumbler vers- uh, crossed with sports car, and it was the worst of both, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to judge a movie before it comes out, um, but I don't feel excited. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. even got Aquaman in it. <laughs> and I don't feel excited. <laughs> Maybe it's too bad it's not an Aquaman short something. in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we'll see. Yeah. So moving on, we have Tamashi effects um, with more more lovely parts. We've seen, um, skipping it slightly around the place a bit, uh, with the Dragon Ball Z releases that have more recently, um, they've had energy aura effects parts. They are now available for pre-order. There is a blue one, which will cost you $22, and a yellow one, which will also cost you $22. So they look pretty good. Uh, you get a, a big energy aura background piece and a couple that will fit around the sides and feet of your um, figure. So that's all right. It's not quite what I would have been after, but, hey, that's just me. Um, <laughs> we knew what we were getting ahead of time anyway. Uh, the other ones that we've got, which is probably something Scott you'll be more interested in, is they have a couple of wave sets. You can get them in blue or in clear, which the clear is really kind of clear and white. Mm. Um, so there's uh, kind of a bigger wave piece. Um, there's a, a bit of a curl piece. There's a couple of little, they look like little wavelet things that like they're skidding along in trail piece. And a couple kind of my feet are skimming along the top of water and cutting in and making some nice um, spray out the side of my feet bits. And again, they're twenty-two bucks each. Mm, cool. Mm. I know what those would be perfect for. Mm? Water skiing, Fonzie jumping the shark. Uh oh. Ah, uh, they would. So. That's our news for the week from uh, Figure Arts slash Tamashi Nations. Yes. As we move along, we have McFarlane. So apparently they've already shown uh, bits and pieces of their Game of Thrones construction sets, which really looks like it's just um, kind of because I'm not sure what scale these are. They look like they're uh, miniatures like um, you get with your little soldiers and whatever else for wargaming. So they look like they're about that size, and the construction part of it looks like probably some of the bases you can clip together or something. Um, so they're doing construction banner packs, so there'll be one for each of the main houses, which will be um, two figs of bannermen and a banner bearing the sigil of a house they represent. There are a whole bunch of blind bags as well. They've also said that there'll be a Mother of Dragons set, so you can assume there's going to be Daenerys and the Three Dragons, Attack on the Wall set, so I'm assuming that's going to be Jon Snow, various other 
um, wildlings and and that kind of thing going on there. Um, and they've already shown the Iron Throne Room, but one of the main things is that there are going to be uh, blind bags. So mm. you get clearly, well, I guess that could be the scale because it's got one of the dragons. If that's uh, a younger dragon, there's Tyrion, there's a White Walker, there's a, uh, looks like it might be Benjamin Stark. That could be Jamie Lannister. It could just be a General Goldcloak. There's some wildlings. There's um, Jon Snow. There's Ghost. So that looks like um, for those that are interested, it'll be quite a good good bit of thing to spend some coin on. Uh, the blind bags are going for four bucks each. So yeah, I'm assuming these definitely are kind of that one or two inch kind of scale. Um, and the Bannerman yeah. sets are ten bucks each. So I mean, it's yeah. nice to see yeah, them doing. Saying. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. It's nice to see them doing uh, the construction set with another property after Walking Dead, um, mm. and that seems to have been quite popular. So it's good to see that um, they're doing more. Hmm. I wonder what's really in that throne room set. I, I don't know yeah. if that's everything they're showing there or not, because that's. I mean, that would be like a two or three hundred dollars. I would set, assume I that you're definitely think, going to get the know, throne and the wall behind with those it. columns in it. But I mean, it's got what? Because yeah, that'd be years maybe. That'd be a very expensive set. Otherwise, you'd assume. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, for people that are into wargaming or after some Game of Thrones wargaming, there's your your pieces for you. You know, um, I saw the. The, the Walking Dead ones moving pretty quick when they first came out, but now they seem to be peg warming them a little. Yeah. So. So I, I can know. see that that Iron Throne settle move. I assume it's going to be low numbers, but I you would move when it's available. Um, but then I think the blind bags will struggle a bit because I think there's not going to be that much of an audience in um, toy stores and things like that. I mean, Game of Thrones is popular and everything, but. I don't know that that's the property that's that's going to make them a lot of money. What the in that for me, I'd I'd line. I'd rather put the money on a pop vinyl or something. Yeah, that I know what character I'm getting. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. But I can see this appealing to uh, people that like you know wargaming miniatures and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's one of those things that would, but you know, I've got the price point probably right and all of those things it's um it's just one of those things i think they'll they'll struggle with but see how they go so moving along um from the people at wave who i have never heard of before um based on the evangelion rebuild 3.0 so this is the third of that that series of films that are rebuilding or remaking Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, there is a scale model of Wham! or AAA Wonder. So this is um, Masato takes over or her organisation in Will, um, produces a, a ship for transporting themselves around. It's got space for a couple of Evangelions. Um, and... It's got a whole bunch of satellites and rail guns and all kinds of great stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so this looks like it's a, a really interesting item. 
Um, it's obviously not going to be a super big piece. You can put lots of Evangelions and stuff in because it's only 42 centimetres long, so it's not going to be in scale with pretty much any of your, your other Evangelion toys. Um, but, you know, it really does look very nice and very interesting. I think there'd be people that might not even give a crap about um, Ava that would go, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting item to have. Uh, but I think at that point they'll get put off by the price, which is about $250 US. Mm. So I kind of looked at it and went, yeah, that looks really cool. And then I saw the price and went, yeah, no thanks. No. Um, So that was that one. And my final bit of news is uh, something that Tim Tam Tommy 2 provided for us on Reddit. And it is the Play Arts Kai variant DC line having a Catwoman uh, announced for it. Uh, she would be in the same kind of scale as the rest have been. She's got a funky purple visored helmet thing. Uh, her hands look like they've got, um, what do you call that? Um, like a mechanicalized oversuit exoskeleton uh, claws. There we go. Um, it seems like her tail is similarly some kind of technological exosuit piece that's got a, either just a tail, um, like of segmented metal parts or spikes or what have you. Uh, she comes with guns, but yeah, it looks really good. It does, except I, I don't think it looks like Catwoman at all. I, I mean, it only, <clears throat> you know, I've been collecting this line and, it is by far, far and away the most removed from, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. See, I viewed it as kind of a, it's like if you took variants and applied it to a mixture between um, the Anne Hathaway Catwoman and regular Catwoman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more the Anne Hathaway one. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see where they I see where they've gone with it, but yeah, I agree. It's not standard Selena Kyle Catwoman. It doesn't feel mm. like it's a good fit for the rest of the line, in my. Yeah. She's got quite a bit of skin, kind of showing. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's like she's got on, like, transparent something. You know, like sheer nylons or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. It's mm. very look. It, it's very nicely done. Um, you know, these are amazing figures, and just not sold on the design choices. Yeah, fair enough. I kind of like the um, head, actually. Not as cat. I like the I like that. I like the visor when it comes up. I think that looked really good. But yeah. So that's that one, and uh, that'll be the usual um, DC variants, playouts guy kind of price range for you, which is what ninety to one hundred dollars plus, um, depending on how you're going as far as your retail. So that's the end of my news. So, so Scott, will you be skipping that one, or? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't got um, the whole line. I don't have Harley and Joker. Um, so mm. I think I'll just put her in that kind of category, but it's just, you know, these aren't cheap. They're not, um, 
So I just kind of feel like yeah, I'm not. I'm, is this a, a a second Catwoman, or nope. is this the first it's one? The first one. So, for some reason, I thought they had had another one. I see. But yeah, I could see you skipping this one. I I was wondering about that. Well, that's the news, isn't it? I was thinking. Sure. I know. I see long pause. I'm thinking. Oh wait, I have to um, finish this off, and I will. Dang it! <laughs> um, <laughs> by golly, by gosh, uh, that does wrap up the news belatedly, uh, and we will take a break, and we'll come right back with the next installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Well, back in the day when we were just starting this show, we thought it would be a great idea to get um, our friend John to make a game for the show, not not realizing what a huge part of the show that he would become. Um, but it all started here with the audio version of Name That. So over to you, John, for the next installment. Well, thank you, Scott. Um, you know, last time I left you, we heard a sound, and I thought this was going to be an easy one. So here we go. It's feeding time for my Venus flytrap. Ah! It won't stop me. Is this the- Venus flytrap? Yeah. Any guesses, boys? Yeah. None. Hmm. A penis flytrap sounds like it would be from Batman Triple X, but I don't remember a toy line being made of that. <laughs> I think he just admitted that he watched that or... Maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so he's heard. Yeah. A friend um, of a friend of a friend. Uh, this this is going to surprise you. That is actually from the Swamp Thing action figure line. Oh, wow. See, he lives in the swamp. Yeah. And there's you okay. know, Venus flytrap. So, I like I said, it. I thought that one was good. I thought that one was going to be an easy one. I thought that um, people would just snap snap that one right up. Uh, yeah. uh, See what you okay. did there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we probably should move on and try this again and put another sound up and we'll put that in right here. Run for it! Your history... And just to make sure that we, you know, give you every chance possible, we will play it again. Run for it! Your history... No! Adam. Yes, John. If I thought I knew what that sound was, where would I go? I, personally, would head to www.afbforum.com and uh, I would then sniff out the page where we all vote on our wonderful Name That contest, and I would leave a comment there. Ah, and if I got comment right, Scott, what would I get? Uh, our undying 
appreciation and admiration. Oh, and also your name on the honor board here at the AFB headquarters. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. It's not a hit list. I thought no. that was some kind oh, of offenders cool. list. No, no. That's very cool. Oh. Yeah, I, I know. I saw a good bunch of our good friends on there. So. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, if uh, this is all too hard for you, we do play a picture version over at tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thank you very when much. When I remember Sean. to post it. Yeah, when you remember. <laughs> Which you do pretty reliably, I have to say. Yes, I do. Well, thank Wait. you very much for that, John. And uh, we will take a break. We'll come back in just a moment with our first Toy of the Week. And they want Swamp Thing. Weed Killer's poisoning Swamp Thing's home. Who can save it? Swamp Thing! Nobody poisons the Swamp Trap. I live here. It's feeding time for my Venus Flytrap. Ah! It won't stop me. Is this the ah! end of Swamp Thing? No. My mighty Bog Rover will put an end to you. Fire! Swamp Thing, oh! guardian of the Earth. Swamp Trap playset. Bog Rover and figures sold separately. Each episode, we take time to look at one or more of our recent acquisitions in detail. Some of us focus on the uh, new things we've added to our collection. Some of us look at some of the you know good old items from times past. And Adam just buys things specifically to make us say really hard and unpronounceable things. Um, and he's reviewing another one tonight. I'm not saying it again. So over to you, Adam. Okay. Thank you, Scott. So this week I'm looking at another figure from SH Figure Arts. This time it's another anime figure, and it's the title character from the show Card Captor, Sakura, which is Sakura Kinamoto. Sakura's from memory, she's a nine or ten year old girl. Um, she is going through her father's library. Her father's a university professor in, I think, archaeology, um, and she finds an old book. She opens it up, um, and a little guardian called Kiro comes out. He's a little lion-looking fellow, uh, and she gets a key that comes with it and a cloud card. Uh, she's The key transforms into a magic wand that's used to seal cloud cards, and cloud cards are used for casting magical spells. Hooray. Um, yep. So the show itself is really lighthearted and fun for the most part. Uh, the manga is much the same. I don't believe they ended up making anime of the second series of the manga, which was um, after she's caught all the cloud cards. Spoiler alert. Um, old spoilers, actually. Old spoilers. Uh, yeah, old spoilers. And she goes on and, and has more card-catching adventures. Um, so the figure itself is about uh, probably about five to six inches, probably more like five inches. She's only a little girl. In addition to her wonderful pink outfit, she has little white angel wings. She's got a white petticoat or underskirt. I think they're, they're petticoats. Um, and white knee-high socks and little ruby red shoes. Uh, so the, the outfit is fantastic. It fits in really well, and it's something that I'm pretty sure she would have worn at least once during the show. <laughs> uh, Always a bonus. 
Yes, she yeah. is quite the clothes horse. Her best friend in school creates most of her outfits that she uses when catching cards. So mm. um, there's always new outfits. Clever. Clever for marketing. Yeah, I've got mine this year. It's clearly an action figure. It went for about $46 on release. I'm not sure what it's going for these days, um, but that's a fair price to pay for it. The packaging is probably the best I've ever seen on a figure art. You have a plastic sleeve that goes over the actual box itself. It has anime art on the front, has pictures of um, how you can choose to pose your figure on the back. The box itself is structured to look like the Book of Clow. So it has um, the Book of Clow cover on the front and back. It has page-like side and top um, details. You open the front cover um, and you have more uh, photos of Sakura being posed. Then you have the inside where you can see the actual figure itself. The, where most um, figure arts have just a single bold colour backing card behind all the trays, you have a, well, a, a an artwork backing piece, which is a lot different, but it's really good. So there's plenty of Sakura theme there. Um, when we get to the figure, yes, it's a fantastic sculpt. Um, the skirt is a little bit restrictive in, in places as to how you can pose it, um, and it, it doesn't uh, articulate in any way at all. So that's a little bit different. Um, the paint is really simple, but it's really effective. So there's, from what I can tell, I don't think there's really any washes whatsoever through this. It's basically just um, solid, bold colours everywhere, which is perfectly okay because of, I mean, the only place you really look at putting a wash is maybe on, like, bits of the skirt or, or the bonnet or the hair or something. But particularly the skirt itself, because the, um, the, the, I guess, the wave that goes through it um, is so deep, it creates enough shadow on its own in any kind of light, really. Uh, hmm. The paint... Comment? Question? No? No, no, it looks good. Okay. So the the uh, paint, as I said, it's largely just strong, bold colours. Um, it's hard to, to mess that up. It looks fantastic. I have no paint slot, no issues online, so fantastic. Uh, articulation, I haven't counted all the points of articulation. Um, I kind of tired of it when I was doing Gamma the other, to- the other week. Um <laughs> I am going to take a guess and say this is less articulated than Gamera. Um, but at the same time, it's still more poseable than Gamera because it's not a giant turtle. Um, but yeah, I think even the wings are, are articulated. Um, the little pack in Kiro uh, comes with an articulated head, so that's really good. Um, I did have a slight issue in terms of um, posing mine. I was trying to have her look like she was kind of levitating off the ground um, the way that she does when she activates the the cloud cards and whatnot. Um, And you can't get the card, or if I had a flight stand that I was willing to use just for the card, I could have that out in front with her hitting it with the wand. That'd be fine. But even so, you can't get her, I can't get her anyway, knees out at the right angle with her feet at the right angle. Um, So... Yeah, that's slightly disappointing, but I can always just um, just go ahead and, and put a cloud of dust or a big rock in front of it because, you know, that's artistically a valid thing to do. Um, 
there was a little bit of um, trouble that I had trying to get Kiro to pose on top of Sakura's shoulder. Uh, he's not really meant to, but you can. Um, and also had a little bit of effort, like about five minutes, trying to work out how the cloud card fits into her fingers. Um, so I sorted that out too. So the accessories. There are three swap, uh, three additional portraits. There are three additional sets of hand plus an additional hand for holding the cloud card. There's a flight stand. There's the cloud key slash wand thing. There's the cloud card and there's Kiro. Um, Kiro is the guardian of the, the book of cloud and he helps the um, card captors. Um, it's interesting because at the same time, Revoltech released, uh, or that this was announced, Revoltech announced their um, card capture Sakura. Theirs was, I think, the same outfit. Um, slightly different details. Their Clow wand um, had the flight card spell cast on it, so I turned the wand into uh, a big broom with wing kind of things. Um, and their Kiro was, I think, a bit better. Overall, though, given the way that um, Revoltech articulate some of their figures i think this is probably the better overall figure i think there'd be just some of the details from the revoltech one that um you might want in your figure so it's more a case of what are you really going to try and do with it um i also think you'd consider if you could get just the the minor features that you wanted in the revoltech figure and apply them to this one you'd probably do that but i doubt anyone's going to sell you just those details Mm. Um, it'll also be worth looking at because they've done a second Sakura figure. It'll be worth seeing whether or not you get the details you're after in that figure. Um, in which case, if you had both, you could get the one figure that you really want. Otherwise, you just buy the new one. In terms of a dolly rating, uh, I give this in the realm of a nine, nine and a half out of ten. Mm. I think um, it definitely deserves a ten. The thing that stops it is, look, they've done a second figure already in a different outfit. Revoltech had their other one, and I think the the thing that it'd need to get that solid 10 would be, you know, making sure that you had the Clow one that you were after and making sure you had the Kiro that you were after. Um, those are really, I guess, to some people, trivial or nitpicky, but considering that you're not going to get a separate Kiro figure ever because he's only a little um, teddy bear kind of size, not going to get a separate Clow one ever because... She's the only character that has it. It's what those things you'd kind of want nailed. Um, so yeah, I think I think for me to give it a ten, I had to have those done right as well. Fair enough. Mm. Hey Adam, how do the faces yes, swap out? How much how much do you have to take apart? So on this one, I'm trying to remember without having to go and actually take it apart. I think you had to pull out the top hair part and then the bangs and face come out. And then you uh. put the face back in, put the bangs back on, and then put the top of the hair back on. It always fascinates me how they do that. Yeah, I mean, some of them, some of them, it's it's take the whole hair piece off. Some of them it's take part of the hair off. Some of them it's just the face just slides out from the top of the hair. But yeah, very good. Well, thank you very much for that, Adam. Uh, that wraps up our first try of the week. We will come back in a moment and talk about the new items that we've added to our collection. It's the exploding bridge with Batmobile and activator. Batman's included. Pretend Robin is held prisoner. Batman's in the Batmobile. You can send him to the rescue. Imagine the villain uses the comic action activator to stop Batman as he crosses the bridge. He's made it in the nick of time. Set the activator, place Batman on it, and you can send him to the rescue. 
The exploding bridge with Batmobile Adactivator comes with Batman from the Comic Action Heroes Collection. Robin sold separately from Mego. Well, we are all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we talk about what we have collected or pre-ordered uh, since last we spoke. And John, why don't you go first? I got uh, McFarlane Assassin's Creed Ezio. That's what we're going to be talking about oh, next. And I, hey, I just might. And <laughs> I also got um, uh, the disc for um, Assassin's Creed 3. Did they come together? Huh. No. Oh, cool. Um, and Adam, what about your good self? I have pre-ordered um, my figure arts Super Saiyan Goku Super Saiyan Awakening figure, my Super Saiyan Vegeta Premium Color, which I'm really just pre-ordering to make sure I've got one on order in case I decide that I really want it. Um, considering I already have the original, I just want to see whether or not it's really worth getting in terms of colors or um, extra bits. My Sailor Pluto um, and one of the blue and one of the yellow energy aura effect parts. Um, but the thing that I've actually bought this week was a remote control car. So I've got a Tamiya F104W, so Formula 1 car base with a Lotus 102B shell. So it's a 1991 Lotus Formula 1 car. <laughs> and I've got all the bits and pieces to make and paint it up. Very good. Right, what team are you going to paint it as? The Lotus. Is that the the John Player or is that the... No, this is, um, I think the last time they had John Player until they tried doing the same color scheme recently was um, 1985, Mm -hmm. 86 through 90, I think, was the the yellow camel car. And then 91 was the white car with bits of British Racing Green on it. Cool. And to me, it was actually a sponsor at that time, so... Uh... They probably did a reasonable job of making sure that the shell's representative. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. You'd hope. Anyway, so yeah, so that's been taking up a bit of time while I've been laid up this week. Very good. Well, what about you, Scott? I've had a Kotobukiya sort of week. I had ordered the um, Bishoujo She-Hulk in at the Adelaide Comic Centre, Um Mm-hmm. I, was, I was in Adam's town very briefly this week, just to make sure that his you know operation yep. went well. Um, and uh, so I got her, and then I also got a pile of loot from Big Bad Toy Store that had the Bishojo Batwoman and Starfire in it, my monogram Ant Man bank bus that I talked about last week. Um, I'm going to do an experiment because my beloved and belovedettes are have been away the last uh, week um, and they're coming back tomorrow. And we have a bank that like a piggy bank that sits in our main kind of family area, which is where spare change and things live. And I've swapped it out for Ant-Man um, because it is a space where no toys are allowed to live. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> So I'm waiting for her to go, wait a minute, what happened there? And then for me to go, oh, no, 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 that's a piggy bank. <laughs> that's my wicked plan. Playing with fire. I know. Playing I know, with fire, Scott. I know. I'm sure I'll be made to move it, but anyway. It's funny because in, um, in the back room, um, like our kind of TV area and that sort of thing, that's where I've got my Bowen display. And there have been – like I need to do some reorganization. So there have been a couple of statues on, not in the display on the TV bench, um, which I think they look fantastic. 
Um, but every time she sees them, she's like, oh, great, there's more there now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the same amount since you started complaining about it. And I'm going to do something about it. She's like, I'm sure there's more than last time. I'm like, no, there's not. No. But anyway, part of what I've managed to do while they're away is actually do that tidying job and they're all gone now. So I'm expecting praise. We'll see if it happens. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, and then I also got in that pile of looch, I got uh, the latest Star Wars Black Wave with the Emperor and the Han and Luke Stormtroopers. And then also um, Han, Han and, uh, like, and what's the word? What's the winter planet? Hoth. Hoth. I don't know what was wrong with me tonight. Um, Hoth, Han, and Chonchon, which is actually really cool. Yay! Cool. So some of that stuff may find it into reviews on the show later on. You know, we saw a commercial the other night for Ant Man. We were watching TV. Yeah, there's no way I'm getting her to go see that. Why? Yeah, that it looks pretty silly. That one's going to be a hard sell. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I think it'll be good, but yeah, I don't think I'll be seeing it in theater. Oh, really? Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, on that note, we have another Toy of the Week to do. We will just take a short break, and then we'll come back with it. Colonel Steve Austin, the $6 million man, and the new Bionic Transport and Repair Station. The rocket's crashing! We'll put him in the Bionic Repair Station. We can rebuild him. We'll replace the modules in the Bionic Arm. No injury here. We'll have to check his eye. Bionic Eye, A-OK. Six million dollar man, ready for action. New Bionic Transport and Repair Station sold separately. The six million dollar man, new from Kenner. Well, it is now time for our second Toy of the Week for this episode. And John is up at bat, so over to you, John. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And you're always a welcoming and inviting host. I just wanted to get that out there. But. But anyway, this week I am checking out – you guys may remember a while back I, I had reviewed uh, an Assassin's Creed Altair figure. And you know I hadn't really been interested in any of the other ones. And then I started playing the other games and now I'm you know into the fourth one I think, um, which is Assassin's Creed Revelations. And it just so happens that McFarlane has uh, – a figure out from that game, and it's Ezio Auditore da Firenze, who is the main character. And um, he is actually specifically from that game because if you're familiar with uh, Assassin's Creed 2, then there's Brotherhood and then Revelations. Ezio actually ages through all of those. So you see him as a kid all the way to, you know, as an old man. And this is the older mentor version. So he's not in his classic uh, white costume. He's in gray, dark robes. Um this is McFarlane, like I said. It's from 2014. I got it just a while ago in 2015. Um, he's an action figure. Yeah, we'll say he's an action figure. Uh, <laughs> and I happen to pick him up on clearance at Walgreens. So um, I think he was like six or seven bucks, but they're normally, you know, that $15 range for these type figures. Uh, blister packed, it's the slim blister. Which means that the blister is kind of on there and then it goes around the sides and then it gets taped on the back. Could it be collector friendly? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but that's enough about the packaging. Uh, in the package, actually see that he has a couple of hands and some blades and stuff. Um, but 
I'll get to that in a bit. Uh, sculpt. I think the sculpt is probably what sold me on this guy. He actually has, uh, you can see a lot of the detail in uh, his costume because there is a lot because he's a, you know, 1500s Italian, uh, you know, nobleman. Essentially, he, he has a very ornate costume. Um, I think his white costume was actually probably more ornate, but um, you could see a lot of that detail in the figure. I kind of liked it. And so I went ahead and picked it up. Uh, you can see in the costume, there's all these little swirls and little flourishes and, mm. um, they've sculpted on his belt correctly. He's got all the buckles, uh, the, the, you know, little, uh, pouches are on the back of his belt the way they should be. And there's just a number of armor pieces and each of those armor pieces has something, you know, engraved on it or, or, you know, embellished somehow, um, and, and some of this I didn't really pick up on until I was actually looking at the pictures um, online of it. But, you know, overall, I think the sculpt is pretty good. Um, the one thing I think probably it doesn't come across as well is is his face. I think his face is off from the, the one shown in the game. Um, it's just not looking quite like him to me. Um, when you see him in the package, his head is kind of pointed down. And this kind of leads to one of my first issues, um, which makes most of his forehead show underneath the hood, the way, the way they have it in the package. And um, if you've played the game, you know that that's not how that hood fits. So I was trying to push his head back into the hood some. And when I did that, I actually popped the hood off. So it looked like it was maybe just glued just a little tiny bit at the back Um so when I pushed it back, his hood popped off. So the hood's now removable, which probably isn't too bad a thing because, uh, then you can kind of move his head in it a little bit and kind of get some, some range of motion out of his head that, you know, you may not have got otherwise. Once I moved the head back though, the, the hood actually snapped back down into place about where it should. Um, so I don't know if that was an assembly issue, but, uh, it just kind of wasn't right. Now, sculpt-wise, he has uh, two sets of hands. Uh, two are gripping hands for weapons, and two are outstretched uh, flat hands. And the flat hands are kind of odd because they have the two middle fingers together and the two um, outside fingers are kind of stretched apart. Um, I don't know if that's typical for when he's using his hidden blades, but... Um, it's just a hard pose to hold if you actually try and hold your hand in that that position, especially with both hands. I, I can't do it really with my left hand at all, um, and that might just be me. But the, the hands are just a bit odd, the, the outstretched ones. Um, uh, they are ball-jointed and, and hinged, so you get a lot of range of motion out of them. Um, you may remember that one of my complaints about Altair was his hips. Uh, this figure kind of has that same... Uh, hip scheme where you can't really get him into any good crouching positions because of the skirts and the, um, you know, the way the hips are designed. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with Altair because he's still in pieces laying around here somewhere. Uh, but I, you know, if you just want a standing Altair or Ezio figure, this, this one's not too bad. If you want a poseable one, um, I know Eric's reviewed one on TV and film toys that was, uh, you know, the NECA version, and that one looks like really good. Um, and I, you know, I, I wanted to go seek one of those out and they go for kind of crazy money right now on, on, on line. So 
that kind of precluded me. One of the reasons I got this guy kind of as a temporary stand-in until I can find a better solution. Um, you know, that's kind of the sculpt, the articulation. It's there. It's not great. Um, his armor pieces on his shoulders also limit, you know, a fair amount of that shoulder movement. One of the things that I think probably lets the sculpt down is the paint. Uh, like around his hood, he's got a lot of detail, like onto the peak of his hood and things. And the pictures online, the pre-production pictures look like they bring the detail out a little bit more. It's almost like the, the final colors were a little too close together and that detail doesn't stand out. Instead of the, the details popping, they look more just kind of washed out gray because it, it, it's a gray on gray design. And it, it's like one of the colors needed to be a little lighter, I think, to, mm. to really make those details come out. Um, the fur, you know, they only have so much luck painting fur. Um, it, it is what it is. It, I, I think it looks a little globby, but and it's it's missing. Um in a couple of spots where it probably should have more of a wash. One thing that I noticed with his hood off is there's actually part of his, his hair is flesh tone. Um, you can't really see it with the hood on, but if the hood's off, you can see it. Um, <laughs> that could have been the fashion in it, that time. Yeah. yeah otherwise flesh, the head's, the head's complete, yeah. the head's completely painted. Um, like I mentioned though, this is old man Ezio. And in the game, you can pretty specifically see that, um, his beard has grayed. And and this figure just looks um, like his beard's a little too dark, and even his hair's a little too dark. He has more of that salt and pepper look in the game, and and in this he doesn't really. He he actually has like brownish hair. Um, so, and or and that kind of just for man. Well, that that could be, that could be. If if I spend a whole lifetime, you know, dropping off of windows and jumping off of you know towers, I'm I'm I might have to switch to that myself. Yep. Um, another thing that kind of is game related is in the game, um, he starts the game kind of as figure is without a lot of armor and stuff, but, um, through a series of events, his, um, right hand or left hand blade is broken and it gets replaced with what they call a hook blade. And this figure does not have that. This figure has two regular blades for his hidden blades. So his left and right hand have the same blade in them. Where in the game, one of those is actually different. Um, and it's specifically different for a reason. He can actually uh, slide down like uh, zip lines with, with the blade on his left hand. And this figure doesn't really represent that, which seems like kind of a waste. Um, speaking of the blades... Um, the one nice thing they do is they give you uh, four blades for the hidden blades. So you get two closed and two open. Um, so you can have him, you know, in double assassination mode or you can have them both closed, whichever or mix and match however you want. Um, he comes with two knives, uh, one short knife and one supposed to be a sword. And again, I, 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 there's all sorts of stuff in this game that he could have could have come with. Um, there's just a ton of weapons. This sword isn't really one that I, I think I would have picked. It, it's really short. Um, it looks more like a long knife than a sword. And, uh, you know, I, I think they could have done a lot better choice of, of picking the weapons. Um, also with the, the hidden blades, and, and this was a problem with Etsy or not Etsy Altair as well. Um, they sculpt them with like blunt tips on them. And I don't know if that's a safety thing or what it is, but they actually are squared off instead of being pointed on the ends, which I don't know how well that would work for assassination. But, you know, apparently, um, 
they must have a reason for doing that because all of them have had it. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a super posable figure to, to, you know, crouch him on top of a rooftop or something, this probably isn't, isn't it. Um, if you want him to kind of stand there in your collection, he'll, he'll serve well for that. Um, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. I, I think, I think the details there, but, um, you know, the posability isn't, and it, it just could be just a little bit better. Um, I think to the game all the way around. So I'm probably going to have to go, I'll go seven out of 10 for him. Um, just cause I think it missed the mark on, on a couple of levels. Hmm. Fair enough. I think the detail on the face is really nice. Yeah. And especially like around the hood and stuff, I think yeah. the details there, yeah. um, you know, I, I wish I was a, a customizer where I could go back and repaint him completely because I, I think if you repainted him and brought out some of that detail, um, you know, in his costume, I think he would look, look a lot better. Um, like I said, it's almost like the colors are, are need to be a little bit more contrasty. Hmm. And like, even like his, his shoulder arm piece, it has like brown and silver together. Even those seem like they're, they're too close together or there isn't enough contrast or the wash, you know, the black wash over them has, has wiped it out or something. Um, cause they don't seem as contrasty as what I would have expected. Hmm. Now they, they actually show up better in the, like I said, the promo shots, but then the actual figure, he just looks a little bit more muted out to me. So. I don't know. Like I said, kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, your mileage will vary. Hmm. Okay, well, I think that that wraps up John's review. And I think that we haven't had a red card for uh, a few weeks on the show, but we do have one today, and we'll come back with it shortly. What is this bizarro world? Well, Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at that WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. Handing out the penalty this week is Scott. So off you go, Scotty. Thank you. Um, so I one of the things that I do when I'm looking for news items is I always go and look at the uh, new pre-order items at Big Bad Toy Store because they always have like the 150 newest items and it can be a way of seeing some things that you didn't know were coming, um, good or bad. And one thing I've been amused uh, by in the past is there's this company um, called Kurt Adler, I assume it's a company, not just a person, um, that does <laughs> holiday items for kind of geek properties. And, you know, they can be just like, like you know, they've, they've done some – uh, some some of the properties that they have are not properties that you would really think of as great properties for holiday items like a Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead. Um, you know, I love Gerald Dixon, but I don't really want a Gerald Dixon Christmas ornament on my tree, for example. Um, but you know, hmm. that's that's amusing, but not you know that people are into that. But um, uh, in their their uh, holiday items for this year. One of the Walking Dead items is a 15-inch pet zombie nutcracker. And I have so many issues with this, I don't know where to begin. So when we say pet zombie, we're talking about Michonne's armless, jawless, uh, 
zombies on a chain. And so Uh if you like them so much that you want one of them to be uh, your nutcracker, then you can do that now. Um, So my first objection to this is it's really gross. But, you know, it's, you know, uh, there are action figures of of these, which, you know, that's fine. It's not my thing, but there you go. But I think that, you know, the idea of something like this being uh, used to touch food um, is pretty pretty (laughs) vile. Um, But then I have another objection as well, which is that if you know that the storyline that Michonne's pet zombies were African-American like her... And I feel like that this is just in really poor taste because it is uh, almost like a uh, a gollywog. Do you know what a gollywog is, John? Um, no. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> yes. ha- how do you explain a gollywog to John? So if you go back to like... Um the Looney Tunes episodes where Bugs Bunny would travel to Africa or Australia and you had that um, racially offensive image of an African person or an, or an Aboriginal person. Ah, okay. Think of that. Then typically they're dressed in gaudy clothes or um, one of the ones I had as a child was um, <laughs> just kind of pinch, red velvet pinstripe pants and suspenders, but typically it's gaudy clothes like um, not, not pimp, kind of clothing but you know like a bright blue jacket and bright blue shirt bright green pants um yeah but they're they're just generally made to offend yeah well these days i think yeah so i mean that you know once upon a time they were um you know like kind of children's toys that um well they were racially insensitive but now they're like wildly inappropriate um but still still around a bit but you know not not certainly not politically correct. Um, but I just, I feel like this is just, it's gross. I, I just don't understand why anyone would think that this was a good idea. I, I'm more trying to figure out how it works. Well, yeah. uh, that's right. He doesn't have a jaw. Like, so I don't like, yeah, <laughs> bit of a weird, you know, Hey, let's, let's make a, um, nutcracker out of an armless character that doesn't have a jaw. I don't understand, but yeah. yeah. I, uh, the mechanics of it aside, um, I you know I think there's a line between, I mean, hokey and just really inappropriate, and I think this crosses that line, and it's I uh, I'm really disgusted by apart, it. Apart from which, it just looks really bad. Oh like yeah, it's just a rubbish looking item. It it doesn't even look like it's anatomically proportioned correctly it's yes heads oversized and like john says i don't know where you crush the nuts that (laughs) maybe the whole head comes out and i don't know i wouldn't put my nuts anywhere near that thing you know most nutcrackers when you look at them you go oh that's a nutcracker this it just looks like a really ugly statue exactly idol thing yeah exactly so even even more to the point if you had this around and people were looking at it, they wouldn't think, oh, that's just a kind of a strange nutcracker. They'd just be like, what the hell is that? Like, so I just get, it's dumb, it's, you know, it's, it's ugly, and it's really inappropriate. And therefore, I'm giving 
Kurt S. Edler. And you know what? If you're a person and not a company, I don't care. You're, you are still getting mm-hmm. our red card of the week. Worst Christmas marketing item ever. Well, I don't think anyone's going to argue with you there, Scott. So but, coming up after that World Reserve Fatal is our third and final toy of the week. They should try and argue with me. Talking small soldiers. I am Archer, leader of the Gorgonites. Phrases like in the movie. Prepare for battle. And giant electronic talking chip. Major Chip Hazard reporting for the ultimate in hand-to-hand combat. Commandos, attack! Chips armed to the teeth. But Archer cuts him down to size. Small soldiers, big battles. New giant electronic talking Archer and Chip. He sold separately. Well, you know, we've had two toys of the week, and what better way to finish it out but have another one. And this time our... Our founder and fearless leader is taking a turn at looking at probably one of the items that I think all of us have been kind of curious how it turned out in person and hearing from a real person and not just looking at pictures. So, Scott, take it away. Thank you very much. Um, I mentioned a little while ago that I was having trouble getting my hands on a uh, Play Arts Kai Darth Vader. Um, I had one on order with Big Bad Toy Store that I accidentally cancelled when I was trying to do something else. And then when I tried to add it back in, it was sold out. And then it seemed to be sold out everywhere. So I've had a couple of people tell me that this um you know this uh for play arts um has been a, a really quick to sell out and start rising in price item. Um and I found that to be the case. I was very fortunate though that someone on one of the Australian Facebook collector groups actually was able to uh get one for me at the same price that I had originally been paying, which was great. So this is the first in the Star Wars variant line from PlayArts. Um and uh there are already pre-orders up for a Stormtrooper for Boba Fett and Darth Maul, and even a lot of those pre-orders are actually already sold out. So this is, I think, a line that is um, going to be very popular and also one that it's worthwhile pre-ordering right away um, when they come out. Um, if you're not familiar with the the Square Enix uh, Play Arts variant lines, um, there are already DC and Marvel... Um, DC lines, you know, a number already out. Marvel, the first figures are coming out shortly. And then the Star Wars one as well, um, is one, <clears throat> the idea being not that these are variants of something that's already been made, but that this is like the variant version of the property in the play art style. And Darth Vader, I think, is a really, um, fitting character to start with because he's so iconic and, um, lends himself really well to this. So in terms of packaging, this is the standard Play Arts, uh, window box with cover. Um, the, uh, art is kind of stylized versions of the character and the toy. Um, when you open it up, you can see the uh, character and accessories in tray underneath. And then when you open that up, it is just a one story tray with black tray with a clear lead over it, but then a cardboard back underneath that has some assembly instructions and the base as well, which uh, I haven't opened because I'm not a fan of them and thankfully is not needed here. So, but if you, uh, if you did want to display them on the base, it does come with the kind of standard 
play arts translucent uh, base. Um, this is a really nicely packed out uh, figure with a number of options, but you know, as as people who listen would know, I'm not a real accessories person, so I'm not normally a fan of um, lots of swap out pieces and hands, etc. But this set's actually pretty useful. Um, he comes overall with eight hands. Um, there are Sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I suck at maths. Nine. <laughs> um, he comes with two fists that are installed. He comes then with, uh, out, two outstretched hands, two holding hands, and one kind of force chokey hand. <clears throat> then he also comes with two hands that are holding, have things attached to them. So one is holding like flame. Well, I don't know if there's a John, is there a specific Star Wars term for that? No. Not no. that I know of. No, and not it's probably not particularly um film accurate either, I would think. Not that I remember. No. So this is, you know, kind of the that's the variant, I guess, is um you know, in this in this version he's got flaming purple flaming plasma hand throwing powers. Um but then he also comes with a a lightsaber and then a that that fits into one of the holding things hands but then another lightsaber that has a hand attached and has got a like sweeping effect so when the lightsaber is in motion uh, kind of thing which is um all very dramatic and everything so very cool um one thing about these hands is that they're actually um a bit challenging to put on. The peg is in the wrist, so you swap the hands on and off, and uh, it is a, quite a effort. The elbows are, they're not terribly loose, but they are um, not really stiff joints, so there's a lot of kind of propping up and balancing that has to happen to get enough leverage to be able to force the hands in the pegs, so that was a little bit irritating. Um, the one of the things that play arts does really well is uh, articulate elements of the character's costume um, in order to really add to the posability um, options of the character. And the, in this, we've got kind of two la- layers of, uh, well, t- two different things happening. His cape is, um, two articulated pieces um, that actually have pegs. They don't come out because there's no kind of need to detach them. So, um, but they, it means that they can be, his cape can just be um, falling down behind his back, or you can actually spread it out to have more of a action pose. But then he's got his other um, garment underneath, which is actually, um, not articulated, but it is a separate piece sitting on a belt, which means that it doesn't restrict the movement of the character at all. So this is quite heavy. Um, the, the piece, those articulated pieces are quite heavy, but one of the things I commented on a couple of weeks ago when I reviewed the, um, DC variant cyborg is that despite the, um, heavy pieces, um, he still actually balances out quite well. And, um, obviously the cape elements help in terms of, um, supporting him, but he's actually got quite, um, firm 
uh, ankle joints, which mean that it's pretty easy to pose him and uh, not have him topple over, which is great. Um, this is, I think, going back to the Catwoman that we talked about in the news where, um, you know, this is the same kind of idea, but to me that feels like so many jumps away from a recognizable Catwoman that it doesn't really work. Um, this is the opposite. I mean, this is ob- very clearly recognizably Darth Vader. I've actually got my sideshow six-scale Darth Vader sitting here on the desk um, next to him, and the kind of key elements in terms of his, uh, you know, chest plate, um, helmet, obviously, um, his belt even, are all very recognizable, but just with a, a twist, and then all of the the really detailed sculpted armor um, on this is um, really effective, but doesn't kind of draw away at all from uh, just a feeling of, oh, it's just a really cool Darth Vader, which I think is great. It almost looks pre-production art to me. Ah! A little. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, you know, and like what you're saying, I mean, all the elements are there. But almost like a pre-production, hey, we, we we want a Vader that's more armored kind of thing. Yeah, but I understand that. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's um, that. It, it's really beautifully done. Like I said, um, he has got. Uh, I haven't done an articulation um, count. I'm, uh, as you know, it's really not my thing. But he has got all the standard articulation um, as you would expect. Um, he's got the double-jointed knees, so he's very posable. Um, one thing that I did notice is that um, he has uh, flat, like his boots have got flat feet, which something I've been complaining about with the DC variant stuff is that they all have these kind of crazy high heel things, which actually make them really hard to just pose, you know, and, and stand up mm-hmm. nicely. And um, Darth Vader has... Uh, I also went back and kind of compared it to Cyborg as well. And one thing with, with Cyborg 2 and with a few of the DC ones is that their ankle joints are actually quite loose. So that combination of um, psycho high heels and loose ankle joints is not just makes them a little bit harder to stand up on their own than I would personally like them. Um, but the these this has got flat shoes, and um, he's actually really easy to stand up. Um, I love the... Uh, lightsaber with the, you know, sweeping energy and motion thing. It doesn't, it, it, it's really cool if you get it at the right angle. Um, and quite, because it's actually attached to the hand, um, it's really easy to manipulate. Um, I actually had a lot of fun posing him for photos, um, which again says something because that's not really my thing. Um, so I'm really excited about this line now. I can see this, um, you know, being, I mean, obviously there's a, they've started with characters that lend themselves really well to this. And it'll be interesting to see if they do tackle human characters as well. Um, and where that kind of sits, but certainly the characters that they started with, um, you know, Vader, Stormtrooper, Boba Fett, um, are Darth Maul are all characters that, you know, lend themselves really well. So, I I can't take anything away from this. I, there's nothing, like you know, I can't I can't find fault with it. Even if I'm trying, I mean, I could be e- even the hand joints being a bit hard to put on. I mean, that, that there's nothing, there's no issue there. And I am highly uncoordinated, so it might just be me. Um, 
So I'm going to have to go a really solid ten dollars on this guy. He is awesome, and I, I the the secondary market price on this, if you look on eBay etc., is already ramping up. So I would suggest that if it is something that you um, think that you want, I would jump now. Don't wait because eventually they could be pretty hard to come by. Oh, I have a question. Yep. Um, the, the lightsaber, the regular one. Yeah. Does it come apart or is the blade permanently attached? Oh, it comes apart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there anywhere on his belt that you can hang it or? Oh, good question. Um, hmm. not that I can see. Hmm. Not that I can see. Um, one thing when Adam was doing his review that I thought about was, you know, he said on the box, there's options of how you can display your figure, etc. And as I said, um, when I reviewed Cyborg, I really would love Play Arts to do a little bit more in that regard because, you know, it is, but they, they do provide some instructions, but they're not, it's not like a, a comprehensive manual in a sense, but even just a set of photos so that you can see yeah. like, Oh, you could do this or that or, da, da, da. um, but no, I can't see a place to hang. You know what? The one thing I would change on the packages, and this is very, very minor. I wouldn't have made the tray black. Yeah, true. <laughs> I yeah. would have just made it just something that he would stand out on. Yeah, that's a really good Cause point. Because that was the one thing yeah. I saw looking at your pictures. I was like, well, if they had just made that a different color, you could really see him. That's a really good but, point. Really good point. But well, like you, I said, that's very, very minor. No, I mean, but it's all kind beautiful of... Beautiful figure, though. <coughs> He's beautiful. You know, I'm so glad that I... It worked out that I was able to get this because, um, you know, it was something I was looking forward to. Totally my fault that I screwed up the Big Bad one. Um, and I mean, thank you. Thank you, Big Bad, for having a pile of loot feature where you can cancel things. And um, I'm sorry that I'm dumb. But um, <laughs> it was just kind of one of those, like, no! moments where I was like, oh, well, I'll just order it again. Oh, I can't. It's sold out. They did actually have it back in stock a little bit later on, but it, I noticed the price was significantly higher. Um, mm-hmm. So, And even the other... Um, I know that Boba Fett and Stormtrooper pre-orders are already sold out. I'm not sure about Darth Maul. The last time I checked, he was still there, but um, yeah. Do, if you are thinking that you might want to jump on this line, don't hesitate. Get in pre-order i actually really like how they did the back with the the armor plate and the cape coming out underneath it that's pretty cool yeah that is i meant thank you i meant to mention that because the um you know the one thing about the articulated cape pieces is that depending on how it's structured they can you know look a little bit wonky if the uh pegs because they're quite long are visible Mm. but what they've done here with his his like chest plate backplate armor um, sits over the top of it and it's really beautiful and they're quite effective like in in terms of um, being able to because he's got the sash or whatever um, behind him you can spread them out quite a bit and it still looks like there's a full cape behind so for people that love posing you know um, action figures this is going to be a real treat and then just the options of um you know, hands, etc. Um, and I know, like I normally, when I photograph, because I'm going to obviously choose something to display and everything else is going to stay in storage. And I, when I photograph, um, I don't feel compelled to actually use every swap out piece, but I actually did with this one just because I, they were so good and I was so interested in all of them. So 
Good job, Playwrights. So the thing that interests that would interest me as a concept, I realise it's not the point of the, the line and everything, but particularly for this one, because it's so close to being almost base Vader to some extent, is if you could actually take off the the armour elements on the on the top half of his bust. So if they were actually somehow removable, that would be just interesting to see what it would look like otherwise if you didn't have those bits. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I get that. That's nowhere near the point of the toy and whatever else, but it'd just be interesting. Well, I personally, think an option like for that might be the Revoltech one, um, because mm. that is a similar. Uh, it's a slightly smaller scale, um, but uh, it is. Oh, actually, it's quite a bit smaller, isn't it? But um, you know, it is got the articulation at this level while being much more screen accurate. Like it doesn't have the kind yeah. of you know bits in there, so you know that is an option. That, and I actually was looking at that when I thought this wasn't going to work, but it is like it's a six six inch scale. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But that, I mean that would be an option because it's got the kind of cape, cool. articulated cape elements as well. Yep, you're not tempted to go back and get the um, samurai Vader figure. No, <laughs> no. I was looking at that too when I was really thinking. Oh, Dread, I'm not going to be able to get this. And I looked at that and I'm like, nah, I don't, I mean, you know, uh, I love Darth Vader, but I don't need a samurai version. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, thanks again for that, Scott. You did an excellent job. And I, I think it's a really beautiful figure. But, um, you know, all good things must come to an end and this show's reaching the end. So we're going to bring it into the station and have some feedback and come back and wrap it up. Okay. It is a world transformed, where things are not what they seem. It is the world of the Transformers. The Transformers, more than meets the eye. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. The Transformers, robots in disguise. The Transformers, more than meets the eye. The Transformers from Marvel Comics. Well, we love hearing from you, and there are lots of ways for you to tell us what you're enjoying about the show or what you'd like to hear or what you're collecting. Um, you can send us an email at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can tweet at us at AFBlues. You can post to us at Instagram at actionfigureblues. Oh, sorry, AFB Podcast. Um, no, it's Action Figure Blues. Um, or you can post on our Facebook page. And uh, we've had recently a few people posting um, – you know, new things that they've bought or photos of the toys that they bought. That is awesome. And if we get those, we will share them with the, you know, the whole page so everyone can see. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, we had, um, some nice Star Wars stuff from Pete Fisher, um, this week on Facebook. Thank you very much. Um, he had some photos of, uh, I think it's Star Wars Black, um, Emperor and Luke. It's some other stuff, but that was really, uh, cool. So thank you very much for that, Pete. And, uh, John, you have another piece of feedback. Yeah. Um, our good friend, Icy Robots, he actually uh, gave us a shout out at the end of his show. And I just wanted to say thank you on this oh. week's episode. So yeah, he was talking about robot news and, um, it's a pretty cool show. So if you into that kind of retro stuff, um, go, go check out his show. Cause, uh, he goes back and he normally does like an eBay report on a toy every week. And then he'll give uh, a Toys R Us report. And that's actually the name of the podcast, Toys R Us report. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. I see robots. 
because uh, we appreciate it. Very good. Oh, and did you hear his, uh, he put up a clip of uh, an Aquaman recording from one of the old Power Records No, um, I haven't stories. I don't know if you heard that or not. No, I haven't listened. Yeah. He, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Cool. Yeah. Adam, did you have any feedback that you wanted to give just so that you can be heard in this segment? No, that's okay, though. Okay. You didn't want to make something up on the spot? Well, I had heard rumors around AFB headquarters that um, the fish this week has been bad and we need to, to look into that. Yeah, for sure. Well, that, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't really have a great complaints box here at AFB headquarters, so I guess, you know, right. on the show. It's because I'm in charge. Yeah, for sure. I just use them for yeah. fire starters. Yeah. The fish or the complaints? Yes. Excellent. It's hard to light a fish. <laughs> They're full of fish oil and, and such, though, aren't they? Well, yeah, but you got to squeeze it out of them first. Uh. Tiny rollers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can just imagine them hanging from like a clothesline and someone kind of trying to milk the oil out of them. Well, have you ever tried to milk fish? It's very hard. I don't know where the teats are to begin with, so, you know. Uh-uh. You have to look under all the little scales. Uh I can see where this is. It's a lot of scales to look under. Have you, have you seen Meet the Parents? I can see where this is heading. Yeah, that's kind of where I started. <laughs> okay, good. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have nipples, John. Can you milk me? All right. Well, this just took an odd. <laughs> <laughs> it's a film quote, people. It's a film quote. Just. It's a film quote. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think before things get even more disturbing, um, we should probably say goodbye and we should assure our listeners that there will be no milking of nipples um, after the show. We promise. Yes, we do. Okay. All right. Uh, have your pets spayed or neutered. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. If they need pain relief, try Endone. It's fantastic. Oh, Adam recommends. We should get a sponsorship, an endorsement. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Call us, Endone. Call us. Bye. Oh, and Mercedes. Yeah, could you call yeah. us? <laughs> For show. Product placement spots are available. Bam kapow! <laughs> the Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I could see you skipping this one. I I was wondering about that. Yep. Hmm. Well, that's the news, isn't it? I was thinking. Sure.
I know I'm seeing long pause. I'm thinking, oh, wait, I have to um, finish this off, and I will. Dang it. <laughs> um, <laughs> by golly, by gosh. Uh, that does wrap up the news belatedly, uh, and we will take a break, and we'll come right back with the next installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Hosting fail. Uh, I was, I was just like, about to do it for you, and I'm like, no, Scott's meant to do it. I know, I'm like, why isn't the... Oh, I'm the host! Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. You there, John? Yeah, I'm sending feedback to Skype on the quality of their last call. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you must have been typing for He's a while. <laughs> Really bad, people. Well, red card. Five. Four, <laughs> like I said, he's three. a prodigy. Red card it is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, let's let's compliment him and then just mess him up. <laughs> I'm just. Is this you know, what they call a takedown? Hey, what? Well, look, you know, if you want to really be good at something, <laughs> then you have to be able to do it under adversity, right? It's not just when things are going great. Like, so. <laughs> I work with you guys. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. In five, four, three. Five, four, three. Well, we all are here. Hi. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I when did you first start doing this? Yeah. Uh, just now. It's uh, very sudden. Okay. Yeah. Well, we love hearing from you, especially when you're telling us that we're awesome, but we take all feedback. Uh, we just don't read out the icky bits. <laughs> Not true. We read it all out, of course, except for if you say something bad about me. Um, the, uh, oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing. It's after midnight. I'm turning into a pumpkin. I'm going to start again. Okay. If you insist. Okay. Five. <laughs> As you were, pumpkin boy. <laughs> 